0: Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for the gift of life. We thank
1: you for your grace that is abundant toward each and every one of us. Thank you for your favor, your love, for everything
0: that you are to us. This day, Lord, we commit ourselves to thee, O God, praying that
1: you will enable us to learn of your word and that we will grow in grace, which is the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I thank you for everyone that has availed time here today because I know that Lord, you will
0: minister to them in a great and mighty way, that their lives will be transformed and
1: they will be able to walk in the great inheritance they have in Christ Jesus.
0: I give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. So. Yesterday. We touched on. um, The first part of uh, proving God's will. And uh, the scripture that took our attention was the book of Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, which reads... For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Or better rendered in a simpler version,
1: for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. This scripture is very important to help us understand the operations of God
0: in the life of a believer, and to practically understand how God works in us in order for us to be able to produce that which is pleasing before him. One of the things that we say as we looked at the subject of the heart is that there is a way that God heals the heart. There is a way that God does his work on the heart.
1: And we try to bring it into the most practical examples for us to understand. We try to explain it in the most simplest of terms for all of us to understand how God heals the heart.
0: And we say God heals the heart through his word, that as we are given to his word, it is indeed Christ, by the Spirit of God,
1: that is writing his word on the fleshly tablets of the heart. As we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 3,
0: that he is writing his word on the tablets of our heart. And we read uh, various scriptures also in the same light, like Romans
1: chapter five, verse five, that says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. That the way God works in the heart is that he pours out his love. He fills our hearts with his love by the Holy Spirit. Colossians 3, 14 and, uh, to 16 says, Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony. Clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together. In perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes. From Christ rule
0: in your hearts. And let the peace that comes from Christ. Rule. Your hearts. We read certain verses like. Um, the promise of a new heart. From
1: Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six, Which says I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you, I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. We read Psalms 119 verse 11, where the psalmist says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. We read Psalms 19 verse eight that says, the precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. And what we were basically saying is that God uses his word
0: to do his work on the heart of a man. He uses his word. He uses his word. I would like to bring it to your attention that if you are offended in your heart and you are engaged in prayer, without the word, it will not be profitable for you. For the agency that God uses is his word. We also stated, or oh, I give an example of how we out to pray. How we out to pray and how we out to use the scriptures when we are praying in understanding. That we use the scriptures, we pray the scriptures. We pray the word of God. In order for us to be able to meditate on it and to keep it in our hearts.
1: So that's important how God works. And now we looked at it practically.
0: According to Philippians chapter 2 verse 13. Which we read yesterday and we said for it
1: is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good pleasure.
0: It is God who worketh in you. The um, pretext was verse 12 of Philippians chapter 2 that says, wherefore, my beloved,
1: as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And you remember, I mentioned the context of that verse, the pretext and the post-text. And it was talking about Christian conduct. Christian conduct, our behavior, how we carry ourselves. And I also showed you other verses that spoke about holiness and pursuing peace. And those verses, as many have thought before, they relate to one's ability to see God. And that we thought, if you're not holy, you will never be able to see the almighty God. But when we read them in context, we understood that those verses were touching
0: on Christian conduct. Like Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14,
1: which says, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Then it says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up trouble you and thereby many be defiled. That bitterness makes the grace of God inoperative in your
0: life. Bitterness makes the word, the grace of God inoperative
1: in your life. When you're bitter, God's grace cannot be operative in your life. People cannot see the grace of God in operation in your life when you are bitter. It says, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Look after each other so that none of you fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous
0: root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. So, Christian conduct was
1: important for people to be able to see God. And when people look at the believers, they can see that they are sanctified or that they are separate or that they are unique. And so thereby concluding that this has to be the work of God. If somebody was wayward and now all of a sudden they're straight, walking in the right path. And when I say straight, I'm not talking about um, an orientation her sexual orientation, but rather what I'm saying is they are working in a straight path. That is indicative of the work of God in someone's life, that God
0: has actually worked in someone's life and has produced that character that you see. So, Philippians 2.13 was also
1: speaking in light of the same context because... After the instruction of Philippians 2:13, which says, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure, it says, Do all things without murmuring and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as lights in the world. That do all things without murmurings and disputings. That ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world.
0: Beautiful statement that when we work out our salvation in fear and trembling, when we allow God
1: to work in us to produce his good pleasure, we will then be seen, we will then be viewed. As people who are blameless and harmless. The sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. That we will shine as lights in the world. Because the world is crooked and perverse.
0: But we will be seen to shine as lights in a crooked and perverse world. We will be seen as blameless and harmless. Blameless and harmless. Blameless, that there will be no fault in
1: your life. And beyond that, you will also be considered to be harmless. One
0: that is safe to be around. One that is safe to be around. the people will feel comfortable and safe to be around you. Because you are blameless and also that you are harmless. Because the thing that we
1: said is God is interested in your manifestation. God is interested in the outworkings of his word in your life. God is interested in the outworkings of his word in your life. God is interested in your conduct. Because that is the manifestation of his word that is working inside of you. And therefore, he's
0: looking forward to his good pleasure being made manifest through your life. That is a true statement. So we looked
1: at the meaning of the word both to will and to act out. And we said when God is working in you, we say God is not working on your knees or on your
0: toes for that matter. God is not working in your hair, for that matter, but God is
1: working on your heart, in your heart. Why? Because we established clearly that the will and also uh, uh, that God is working in you both to will and to act out his good pleasure. That the will and the desire are things that are enveloped in. That word called heart, when the Bible is, by a wide extension, using the word heart, it's referring to also your will, your
0: determinations, your inclinations, your resolutions. And so we said, for it
1: is God which worketh in you, both to will,
0: to will, both to will. God is working in you. Both to will. Both to will. And we looked at the meaning of that word. Is the word fellow, which means to will, to have in mind, to intend, to be resolved
1: or determined, to purpose, to desire, to wish, and then to love, to like to do a thing, to be fond of doing, to take delight in, you have pleasure in something. And we say it was God is working in you. You then resolve or you determine to do that which is pleasing before him. You desire to do that which is pleasing before him. You wish to do that which is pleasing before him. But then you move farther, and now you begin to love to do that which is pleasing before him. You become fond of doing that which is pleasing before him. You take delight In doing that which is pleasing before him, you have pleasure in doing that which is pleasing before him. But not only that, he also gives you the ability, the strength, both to will and to do. To do is energeo. He gives you the ability, the strength to do. So God has empowered you fully to produce his great pleasure. That God has empowered you fully to produce his great pleasure. That is a beautiful place to be, that God is so involved in our lives and is enabling us to
0: produce his great pleasure. That is a good place to be. It is a good place to be. And so if God is interested in our manifestations, as I mentioned, it is important for us to understand that as God is working in us, it is to be seen of the world. It is to be seen of the world. We are to produce his good pleasure. And I try to give you guys an example in the simplest way if you're bitter or if you're angry because you have been offended, if someone has offended you, what has entered into your heart is offense. And how
1: God works is that God convicts you regarding the offense that is in your heart.
0: And when God convicts you regarding that offense, he now gives you the desire to will that is, you, be,
1: you have the desire to do good. And that desire is forgiveness.
0: But when you're offended, sometimes you find it hard to forgive. So God begins to give you the strength to be able to forgive. And how he gives you that strength
1: is that he pours his love into your heart and strengthens you to be able to rise above that bitterness, that anger. And now that you're able to forgive. In the most simplest of ways, God is interested in your heart because he's working to produce his good pleasure. So now when you forgive, what is the manifestation that comes out of your lips? What becomes the fruit of your lips? What becomes your action? Your action is that you embrace. When you open your mouth, you affirm. You speak words of love. You speak words of affirmation to your children you bless them you speak life to them and so the outcome of that is when you speak life you bless and you strengthen others God is pleased by that but when we have a bitterness the Bible says in Hebrews chapter uh, I, I just read to you that Hebrews chapter 14 um, or rather Hebrews chapter 12 verse Uh, 15 hebrews 12 verse
0: 15 that looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of god lest any root of bitterness
1: springing up trouble you and thereby many defiles that if you allow
0: bitterness to harbor in you you become defiled and when you speak you speak words that break people's hearts You speak words that bring so much
1: pain to people, and that is not God's pleasure. That's why God is really interested in our heart, because from the heart are all the manifestations. We cannot emphasize that enough. I think we have read it, and it's
0: in the previous teachings of this week. So today we turn our attention to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Once you get there, you can switch on your mic and shout, Amen. 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 Good. Amen.
1: Wonderful. That's just to know that you're still there. Romans chapter 12.
0: Romans chapter 12. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. Good. Okay. So now Romans
1: chapter 12 is a very interesting passage because it also gives us an understanding of God's uh, workings in our
0: lives. And it's very important for us to understand how God works now. Before I even delve deep there, I'll just read something uh, to
1: you in, uh, um, in the book of Philippians chapter one, verse nine, um, it says And this, I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 to 10. Just take, put that in a footnote. Don't go there yet. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all, in all judgment, that you may approve the things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. It's a scripture that we will visit at some point. But now in Romans chapter 12, the word of God says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. This is truly the way to worship him. In the message, it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life. And bless it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Wow, the message has a way of just delivering it home. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. In the NLT, it says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. And now the message simplifies it. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what what God does for you is the best thing you can do for
0: him that's nice, that we are to present our lives to God as a living sacrifice. It is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right? So we'll look at a couple of words there. When the apostle Paul say, uh, uh, says that I beseech you, I beseech you,
1: the word is paracleo in the Greek, he's
0: admonishing you, he's entreating you, he's trying to be persuasive to you, urging you, urging you to present your bodies to God as a living sacrifice.
1: That he is calling you to one side, he's summoning you to do that. Or rather he's encouraging you. Please
0: present your bodies to God as a living sacrifice. That's what the Apostle Paul is driving at there. The word is paracleo he is urging you i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that
1: ye present ye present the word present is the word paristemi paristeme which is to place beside or near to set at hand
0: That is to place a personal thing at one's disposal. That is, he's asking you to place your life at God's disposal. To place your life at God's disposal. That is, your life is surrendered to God for him to do as he pleases with your life. to present your life or present a person for another to see and question.
1: That is um, giving your life wholly to God that he can do as he pleases with it. Giving your life fully to God so that his pleasure can take preeminence through your life. And also it is presenting it as if it is the way sacrifices were presented and they had to be examined, that your life is presented to him. It is examined before God and it is seen to be one that is acceptable. You remember in the Old Testament, there was the way that people brought their sacrifice to the temple and the priest had to examine the sacrifice
0: to establish its acceptability to establish whether it passed a certain threshold. I think you can all remember that. The priest used to examine a sacrifice. Those were accounts that were there um, in the Bible of how um,
1: there were certain provisions for a sacrifice.
0: I think you will find some of them um, in the book of uh, Leviticus. That the sacrifice had to be examined. Uh, I think uh, the book of uh, Leviticus contains a lot of the volumes of how those things used to be done
1: and you can read it at your own time because there was a certain way that the sacrifice had to be provided it had to be within a certain kind of merit for it to be acceptable so here we are told to present our bodies present our bodies as a living sacrifice then the keyword is holy and acceptable holy and acceptable You see, this is types and shadows in the Old Testament of how sacrifices were to be provided. For example, when the Bible talks about Jesus, he's referred to as the Lamb of God without blemish or sport. The Lamb of God without blemish or sport. And if you also remember in the book of Exodus, during the Passover, there was a requirement for the sacrifice that was to be offered. So there were protocols to be observed As pertains to the sacrifice, there were certain requirements, certain thresholds that had to be met for the sacrifice to be offered. In the same way, Paul uses the same language that was contained in the Old Testament to show that there were types and shadows, and now this is the substance. So he says, I therefore beseech you, brethren, by the masses of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. Just like animals are presented as sacrifices, present
0: your bodies. But the difference here is a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable unto God. Holy
1: and acceptable unto God. But you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable
0: unto God. Holy and acceptable. What is the meaning of holy and what is the meaning of
1: acceptable?
0: All right? So we can look at those two things. Holy is the word hagios. Hagios. That is properly reverent, worthy of veneration. It refers to reverence, and that's all. Reverence and all, morally blameless or religious.
1: It shows that the sacrifice here is one that is given out of reverence, is one that is given of in, in high reverence and regard and honor. And the word... Uh, Acceptable is the word euarestos, which means fully agreeable and well-pleasing. That you present your bodies in reverence unto God and present it as fully agreeable and acceptable or well-pleasing according to God's standard according to God's standard, that we present our bodies as our holy and acceptable sacrifice unto God, because this is
0: the reasonable thing to do, or this is the this is the most truthful way of worshiping God, or rather as rendered in the message version, Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. So give
1: yourself, take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work and you're walking around your life generally and place it before God as an offering. Give your everyday life as a sacrifice. So you wake up in the morning and you say, my life is offered unto the Lord as a living sacrifice. It means that I am not in control, but I have ceded my control unto God, that he will dictate my emotions. He will dictate my affairs and my going about, what I say, what I do with my body, what I think. God, it is offered to you. Do as you please. My life
0: is at your disposal, Lord let your pleasure dominate. I don't know if you've
1: really ever thought about it that way, that every morning you wake up, you are like, my life today is an offering unto the Lord. My life today is an offering unto the Lord that I will not go about doing as I please. You know what? My my life, my body, my choice, I will go about doing as I please. But rather, I will in utmost reverence consider this life of mine as one that has been offered unto the Lord. That I will consider my life as one that has been completely given to the Lord.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've ever really looked at our life that way. I don't know if we've ever looked at our life that way. Uh, Shiro Njorogi, your microphone is uh, is on. Please just take note of that. Then there's someone else whose microphone is on. But you wake up in the morning, that life has been offered unto the Lord.
1: I'm just trying to imagine, as you wake up, your prayer is like, Lord, today, this body, this life is offered unto you. It's offered unto you. It is a pleasing and acceptable sacrifice to you. It is yours, Lord. It is yours. So if you're a man and you're woken up, you say, Lord, this day I give you my body as a living sacrifice. It belongs to you, Lord, entirely. So when I leave my house and I start walking, then perchance I come across a woman who is well endowed. Well endowed. I begin to tell her, I say, eh, my eyes, Lord, they belong to you. They are offered to you.
0: They are not objects of lust. They are offered to you. Can all the men say amen? Amen. Amen. Amen can you imagine Amen. that
1: that it is not in my disposal to just decide, you know what? I will see a woman passing by and I will start whistling Where oh. you know <laughs> yeah You start saying fine baby girl, fine baby. hey, yeah you just carelessly, yeah? You didn't even think, you found yourself speaking but your life is actually offered to the Lord. I'm trying to bring it in the most practical way that I just don't wake up and decide, you know what? I'm going to do
0: as I think. I'm going to do as I think. But I wake up and I'm like, man, God,
1: this body is offered to you. It is totally yours. It's a sacrifice. So everything I do today, it's a sacrifice. It's a worship unto you, Lord.
0: Sipping my tea is a worship unto you. Everything I do is a worship unto you, and you know, when the Bible says, uh, in the message version, it says, even you're eating,
1: you know, those things. I wanted to ask the lawyers in the house, do you consider
0: your consumption every day as a worship unto the Lord? Praise the Lord, Amen.
1: Uh, the lawyers in the house, do you consider it? Eh? When you are devouring, hallelujah. When we're devouring, I don't know if my wife is there. When she's consuming, those combinations, omena with chocolate cake. Hmm? Some very weird combinations. But uh, do we consider it that way? (laughs) That actually, Oh, sorry, 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 Dorothy. Sorry, Pastor Dorothy.
0: But do we see it as worship unto God? Because that's the counsel. Clara, I can
1: see that chicken head, up, but do we really consider it as worship unto God? That's a very beautiful reminder that we're being given here. Why are we being given this reminder? Because also, um, when we look at what the Word of God says in um, in Romans chapter six,
0: if we may go there, uh, or, or I, I can still read it for you. Mm. Now, why am I going to Romans? Uh, sorry, uh, First Corinthians chapter 6. It says, if we start reading from uh, verse 12, it says, All things are lawful unto
1: me, but all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but... I will not be brought under the power of any. Let's read in the NLT. It says, um, you say I am allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You say, food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true. Though someday God will do away with both of them. This is a scripture that should make lawyers moan properly. Lu- lawyers should mourn completely. And by the way, d- don't think it badly when I keep making these jokes about lunches. I am also, I am also a lawyer. Half, half of me, my mom is a lawyer. <laughs> my mom is a lawyer. So please don't don't worry. Don't worry as I make these jokes. I, but what I'm saying is when, when you hear that God will destroy both the food and the stomach, this one, Pastor Dorothy, should be a very, very uh, heartfelt scripture. Hi! This one. Anyway, moving on forward. Just for joke's sake anyway. Let's move on forward. It says, you say food was made for the stomach and the stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares about our bodies. They were made for the Lord,
0: and the Lord cares about our bodies. You cannot say that our bodies
1: were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares about our bodies. And God raised us from the dead by his power, just as he raised our Lord from the dead. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? For the scripture says the two are united into one. The two are united into one, and that's Genesis 2.24. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin, no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. That statement, you do not belong to yourself. For God bought you with a high price, so you must honor God with your body. For ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. It says, what? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own.
0: You don't own yourself. I ever really ha- thought about that. The word of God is saying you don't own yourself. You don't own yourself. You don't do as you please with your body. You wake up and you decide, okay,
1: today I want to do a sex change. I no longer want to be a man. man. I want to become a woman. Here the word of God is telling us you don't own yourself. You don't own your body. It belongs to somebody. It belongs to somebody. And now the the word of God tells us in the book of Romans. Chapter 12, that we should present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God, because this is our reasonable
0: service. It is our reasonable service. That you are not your own. The Lord for the body, the body for the Lord. It belongs to the Lord.
1: So do we really think about it that way, that we wake up every day and we consider everything that will happen through this body as a sacrifice
0: before God, as a sacrifice before God. So when I use my body for things
1: that are not acceptable before God,
0: I am offering a sacrifice that is unacceptable to God. It's unacceptable to God. When I engage my body in lustful
1: acts, in sinful acts, when I engage my body in sexual immorality, in sexual perversion,
0: when I engage my body, In things that are not pleasing before God. I therefore cease to offer a sacrifice to him. It becomes unacceptable. Wow. That's interesting. Amen. That's interesting, beloved. That is interesting. So, God is interested in our bodies. Because the bodies are the... Should I call them? They are the, the means through which the spiritual
1: realm finds expression in this physical world. The bodies are the means through which the spiritual world
0: finds its expression in this physical world. So if the manifestation of the Holy Ghost is to be seen it has to take a body. It has to take a body. Praise the Lord. It has to take a body. It has to take a body. The Bible uh, says in First Corinthians chapter twelve. First Corinthians chapter twelve. Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. Or a spiritual gift is
1: given to each of us so we can help each other. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. So it says, to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. The word of wisdom. Requires a body, for it requires somebody to speak. And another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. All these manifestations require a body. They require a person. They require a body. So God is interested in our bodies so much that we are urged and counseled and advised and entreated by the Apostle Paul that we should daily provide ourselves, offer ourselves to God. Because God has business to do in the earth. And for him to do that business, he requires somebody who is cooperating with him Somebody who's aligned with him so that he can fulfill his good pleasure in the world. If God desires for healing to be manifested in the world, he needs somebody to lay hands on somebody. But if those hands are given to violence, how can God manifest his good pleasure through that body? If those hands
0: are given to sexual immorality, how can God make manifest his good pleasure if we are not offered to him? So for God to be operative, he requires our bodies. Are we together? So see yourself every day as a sacrifice offered unto God.
1: See yourself every day as a sacrifice offered to God. That my life, my body is at the disposal of my heavenly father to do as he pleases through me. To do as he pleases through me. My body is not given to fornication. My body is not given to sexual immorality. My body is not given to vanities, but it is given to the Lord. It is a precious temple. It is a precious temple. That's why the Bible urges us to do all things with moderation. It means that there's a way you carry yourself
0: in that body. There's a way you treat your body. There's a way you present yourself. Because there's
1: a dignity that comes because of the body that you have. Now, where am I going with all this? The next verse.
0: So the next verse begins with the word and. It begins with the word and. Right? It begins with the word and. Which is the word in the Greek
1: kai. I've told you about this word kai before. And it's used for emphasis.
0: Listen now, please flow with me. Flow with me. Flow with me. The word Kai. So we've said Romans 12 I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the masses of
1: God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Which is your reasonable service
0: then you hear and, and, that word and, all right? The word and. That word and is the word kai in the Greek. And it is a word that is used for emphasis. It's the word, the word and is the word even, indeed. Even, indeed. Sometimes it's used for but, sometimes it's used for also.
1: So there's a continuation. <clears throat> it says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, even be not conformed to this world, or also be not conformed to the world, or that is be not conformed to the world. So there's a continuation, there's a connection there. So Romans 12, verse one and verse two are not separate things, but rather they are United thoughts, trying to give you counsel. So the way to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, is by not being conformed to the world. The way that you can offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, is by not being conformed to the world is by not being conformed to the world. The moment we are conformed to the world, we cannot be able to present our bodies as a living sacrifice,
0: holy and acceptable unto God. We can't do that. We can't. And be not conformed. The word conformed
1: is from the Greek word Systematizo. Systematizo. The Greek word systematizo. When you hear
0: systematizo, systematizo, what English word comes to mind? When you hear systematizo, which word comes to mind? System. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And be not
1: systemized according to the world. Be not systemized. The word systematizo is the word conform oneself, one's mind and character to another's pattern. So do not conform yourself, your mind or character to the pattern of the world. Do not fashion yourself according to the pattern of this world. Do not fashion yourself. Do not conform your mind and character. Do not conform your mind and character to the pattern of this world. Systematizo. Systematizo, that's the word, systematizo. Do not conform it to the system or
0: the pattern of this world. The word world is the word aeon. The word world is the word aeon. And the word aeon, it talks about, um, uh, a period of time or an age, a period of time or an age. So do not conform your mind and your
1: character to this particular period or age,
0: to this particular period or age, to this particular period and age, do not conform
1: your mind and your character. Do not fashion yourself according to this period
0: and age, to this particular period and age. So what is happening in this period? This period and age, there are certain things that are happening. One, The institution
1: of marriage as we know it is crumbling. Marriage is no longer sacred or an institution that is held with high regard and reverence. Cheating has become a norm. Infidelity is a norm. Mpangoakando, as we call it, Mpangoakando
0: is a norm. So it is happening in this period and age It is happening in this period and age. The things
1: that are happening in this period and age, we have a great influx of the LGBTQ agenda. It's happening in this period and age. And the word of God is saying, do not conform, do not conform, do not fashion, or do not allow your mind and your character
0: to be modeled according to this period and age. What does that mean? It means that even when there's so much pressure to bow to the demands of a culture, you choose to say, no, you choose to say, no, I will not fashion myself according to this world. I will not conform to this world. I will not yield myself to this particular patterns
1: To this particular, I will not be systemized according to the patterns of this world. That means my mind and my character will not follow the pattern of this world. There is a pattern in which the world is operating in. And therefore you will not conform to the pattern of this world, to the pattern of this age and this particular period.
0: You say, no, I will not conform to the pattern of this particular period and age. So that's the word, be ye not, and be not conformed to this world,
1: but be, but be ye transformed. So what is the way to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice? It is by transformation. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, transformation happens by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. That's how transformation happens. So, you don't fashion yourself according to the pattern of this world, but you are renewed by the renewing, the renewing of your mind. And that word renewing,
0: that word renewing, Renewing is the word anachinosis,
1: which means, anachinosis means um, a renewal or a renovation or complete change for the better. So your mind requires a renovation or a complete change. Your mind requires a renovation or a complete change.
0: Your mind requires a renovation or a complete change. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye renewed, be ye renovated, be ye completely changed. That's what the word of God says, but be ye transformed. By be ye transformed, anachinosis. Anachinosis. It says, and be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed. So you are transformed by the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind. So, sorry, uh, yeah, that is the word renewing of your mind. So you are transformed,
1: and um, transformed is from a very interesting word. Uh, I meant anachinosis is for the word renewed. Transformed is the word metamorpho, metamorpho. The Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transformed is the word metamorpho. Anyone who can understand an English word close to the word metamorpho
0: What English word comes to mind? What English word? Metamorphosis.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So your mind, be ye transformed, you need to metamorphosize. Be ye metamorphosized by the renewing of your mind. Be ye metamorphosized. You remember we used to study about metamorphosis in biology. And we used to talk about the transformation that used to happen from egg, larva, pupa, adult. You remember that, that there was a transformation. The egg would become a butterfly. That means it would totally transform into something
0: else. The egg is an egg, but the butterfly is a butterfly. The egg cannot fly, but the
1: butterfly can totally transformed. So it is to change into another form,
0: to transform and to transfigure. And one of the examples is Christ's appearance was changed and was resplendent with divine
1: brightness on the Mount of Transfiguration. So it is the word to change into another form, but be changed into another form by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed, be transfigured, change into another form by the renovation of your mind, by the renewal
0: of your mind, by the renovation of your mind, by the renovation of your mind. By the, be totally changed, totally changed.
1: Take a different form completely when your mind is renewed. That's what the word of God says. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be changed into another form by the renovation of your mind. Why do we need that? Why do we need that beloved? Why do we need to be renewed in our minds? Why do we need to be renovated in our mind? Why do our minds require a complete change? As the word of God tells us, do not fashion yourself, do not fashion your mind and your character according to another one's pattern, according to the pattern of this world. Do not fashion your mind and your character according to the pattern of this world, but be completely changed by the renovation of your mind. Be completely changed as your mind is totally transformed
0: and changed. Why? The Bible says that you may prove, that you may prove, that you may prove, that you may prove, that That word prove is a very interesting word,
1: that you may prove, And and the word used there is the word dokimazo, that you may dokimazo, dokimazo, dokimazo in the Greek. Dokimazo is to test, to test, to examine, to prove and to scrutinize, to see whether a thing is genuine or not as metals. To test, examine, prove, scrutinize as metals, to see whether a thing is genuine or not to recognize
0: as genuine after examination, to approve and to deem worthy. Hallelujah. That's the word to prove. I've written it there in the
1: comment section. To test, to examine, to prove. That's the word dokimazo, dokimazo and it's pronounced dokimazo, to prove, that is to test, to examine, to prove, to scrutinize, to see whether a thing is genuine or not as metals.
0: To recognize as genuine after examination, to approve or to deem worthy. Hi,
1: that's a serious job. Have you ever seen how metals are, are, are tested, even gold, the way gold is tried? The way they have to try gold is tried through fire to see whether that thing is real or genuine or not, to see whether there is contraband, whether it's something is fake or not. Now, um, let me explain something to you. You see that particular, to recognize as genuine after examination approved, deem worthy, praise the Lord. Let's um, pay attention to that. So the transformation that is required for the believer, for the believer, first of all, to be able to give themselves to God as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, the believer requires a complete transformation. The believer cannot conform to this world. The believer cannot fashion themselves according to this world. The believer cannot have his mind and his character Conform or embrace the patterns of this particular period and age. You cannot be a conformist. You cannot conform to this particular period and age. The moment you conform to this particular period and age, you cannot be able to, you're not,
0: you're not offering to God a, a, a pleasing and a acceptable sacrifice. You're not offering to God a pleasing and acceptable sacrifice the moment you,
1: you, you, you are compromised, the moment you conform to this world. So we are told what we require is a complete transformation. You need to transform. You need to transform completely by the renewing of your mind. So the mind, the, the, the mind is the one here that requires a complete, complete renovation, a complete renovation my goodness do you know how how difficult it is to change someone's mind how difficult it is you know i used to wonder why my father used to say that he loves githari he used to love githari and i'm like man i hate githari i ate that thing in boarding school i hate it i don't like it but because that's what he, has, he had been programmed to eat for so long. I used to sit and he used to miss Gideri. I'm like, how? How? Because he's been programmed that way for a long time. The moment you've been programmed in a certain way for a long time, it's so hard to change someone's mind. But the Bible is calling us for a complete transformation of the mind. Why? So that we may be able to document, or so we may be able to prove. We may be able to test, to examine, to prove, to scrutinize, to see whether a thing is genuine or not as metals, to recognize as genuine after examination, to approve, to deem worthy. Ah, it's getting sweeter. It's getting sweeter. So that we may prove. So what are we proving? What are we testing? Hey, my goodness. Ah, uh-uh, ah, what are we testing, beloved? Hey, I'm even sounding loud like an Nigerian. What are we testing? What are we examining? What are we proving? What are we scrutinizing? What are we recognizing as genuine after examination, proving, approving, and deeming worthy? The Bible says that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and
0: perfect will of God. And you hear believers saying, I just want to ask God, what is I want to know God's will for my life. How many of you have have ever been stuck in that quagmire asking God's will for your life? How many of you have ever been stuck in that quagmire
1: asking, what is God's will for my life? You know, Pastor, I just want to know God's will for my life. Oh, Father God, show me your will. Show me your will. eh? And you have labored in prayer, asking God for his will. The Bible says when your mind is transformed, you are able to prove, to scrutinize,
0: to examine what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God.
1: Are we together? So you can be able to prove. One of the examples of this particular concept is the airport. Is the
0: airport. Dokimatsu is that same concept of the airport. When,
1: uh, When you land into a country, Uh, what do they do to you at the airport? Uh, Let me ask somebody to share an experience. Okay, uh, uh, Minister Alice Mutum, are you there?
2: Yes, I'm here. All
1: right. So what happens when you land into another country at the airport?
2: When you just land at the airport?
1: Yeah. uh, Yes, when you you land at the airport and you have to go through uh, customs, Or through
2: security. You're scrutinized, you're checked, whether Mm -hmm. you're a genuine traveler, your documents are examined uh, to see whether you're the real uh, person traveling on those documents and what uh, your plan is to stay in that country, what is your purpose for the visit. And um, it's basically just uh, a screening, sort of, uh, to prove that you're the person that you are presenting yourself to be.
1: And the screening is Tara, right?
2: Totally, completely.
1: They screen you to see whether you are acceptable.
2: Yes, whether you're the you're the person you're the who you're presenting yourself to be. You are truly the one. So they will check your eye 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 pupils. They check your eyes. They check your fingerprints. They check um, everything. You know the eye the iris. They check your eyes. Um, to check the what is it called, um, they, and then they check your fingerprints uh, because you're the only one with those fingerprints in all over the world. There is nobody else across the world. Your our our fingerprints are unique. Our identity is unique, and it's proved through the eyes and the the fingerprints.
1: So they do a thorough scrutinization of who you are. Yes. To prove whether you are that you are who you say you are. Yes. And then they determine whether you will be acceptable in a certain territory. Yes. Or not. Or not. Absolutely. Thank you so much. So the same word, Dokimatsu, is that same concept that when the, 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 that you prove, you test, you examine. You remember the words I've shared with you? You test, examine, prove, scrutinize. As as Alice has mentioned keywords, she's examined. They try and prove she's the person that she is. She's scrutinized. They do it to recognize whether she's genuine after examination so that they can approve or they consider her worthy to access a certain territory if it is the British Empire, that particular territory, if it is Britain you've gone to, if it is South Africa, whether you are allowed to access that territory called Southern Africa.
0: Are we together? So the Bible here is saying, please listen to this. The Bible here is saying that you should not conform to
1: this world but rather you should be metamorphosized. You should be changed completely by the renovation or the renewal of your mind. So when your mind is renewed, when your mind is renewed, when your mind is renewed, please hear me this.
0: Okay, hear hear this one. Um, When your mind is renewed, when your mind is transformed,
1: when your mind is renewed, that's how your transformation happens.
0: Then you have the ability to test, to examine, to scrutinize. You have the ability to examine, to test, to scrutinize. You have the ability to prove. You have the ability to recognize as
1: genuine after examination once you have been renewed, once your mind has been renewed, you have the ability to test and to prove whether something
0: is God's will or not. Are we together? Praise the Lord. So what are we testing to consider if this thing is God's
1: will? It is the thoughts. It is the thoughts. It is the intents. It is the contents of the heart. We scrutinize them. We scrutinize the thoughts. We scrutinize them. We scrutinize them. To consider whether or not they are in line with God's will. Now, I want us to go as slowly as possible. I told you, God is at work in you both to will and to act out his good pleasure. Are we together? Both to will and to act out his good pleasure. So here the Bible is saying... When your mind is renewed, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove which is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Are we together? I told you God is after manifestation. So Alice has been scrutinized to see whether or not she's allowed into a certain
0: territory. Whether Alice can be manifested in a certain territory if she can
1: be manifest in a certain territory. She is tested to see whether she can be allowed. In the same way, when your mind is renewed, you are scrutinizing thoughts to to, to see whether or not these thoughts are worthy to find expression in a territory called the world. Are we together? So you are that screening device, your mind is that screening device to screen thoughts and to see, will I allow these thoughts to enter
0: a territory called the world? I'm using layman's terms. Alice has come
1: from another country, Kenya. Let's say Kenya is the spirit realm. She's about to get into the United States. The United States is the physical realm, which is the earth. For Alice, she has to be scrutinized, to be scrutinized thoroughly, to be seen whether she can access that physical realm called the world or the US, because she's coming from a spirit world called Kenya. I'm using layman's terms. Do you understand me? So there are are thoughts. And for those thoughts to find expression, they have to be scrutinized through something called a renewed mind. And the renewed mind, which is still part of the heart, has to scrutinize these thoughts to see whether or not they will find manifestation, expression, or access into this realm called my home,
0: into this realm called the earth. Praise the Lord. If you get me, say, I hear you. I hear you. Do you get me?
1: So so that we may prove, we may prove. So this is how you do it. When, when when, When God's word has renewed your mind, thoughts come to your mind and you ask yourself, hmm,
0: is this particular thought good? Is it acceptable? And is it perfect? According to God's will. Is it good? Is it
1: acceptable? Is it perfect? Is it good? Is it acceptable? Is it perfect? That's the question that you
0: begin to ask yourself. Is it good? The word good is the word agathos. Is it acceptable? Is the word you are And is it perfect? Is the word teleois. Agathos, the word good is used something
1: that is good and uh, a good constitutional nature. Something that is useful, pleasant and agreeable joyful and happy, excellent and distinguished, upright and honorable. Some of those synonyms and the biblical usage of that word. I'm proving whether these thoughts are good. Are they useful? Are they salutary? Are they pleasant? Are they agreeable? Are they joyful? Are they happy? Are they excellent? Are they distinguished? Are they upright? Are they honorable? That's the word good. Acceptable is the word you arrestos. It means, is it well-pleasing and is it acceptable? Is it well-pleasing, is it acceptable? And then the word perfect is the word "teleios," which means, is it something that is complete or that consummates of human integrity and virtue? Is it mature? Is it full grown? Is it brought to its end? Is it finished? So whether what you're testing is whether, is this thought mature? Is it thought full grown? Is it, is this thought wanting nothing? And is it complete? Praise the Lord. Now,
0: let me explain this. The good acceptable and
1: perfect will of God is not to say that there's a will of God. This one is good, but it's not acceptable. This one is acceptable, but it's not perfect. No, no, no. The language used there is for emphasis.
0: Emphasis. Good, acceptable and perfect will of God is for emphasis. Those
1: three words have been used there for emphasis. That the will of God is good and it's acceptable and it's perfect. It is for emphasis. Are we together? So, so please understand this. When our minds are renewed, we are able to prove whether something is good, acceptable, and perfect according to God. It's good, acceptable, and perfect according to God according to God's will for my life.
0: Hallelujah. So let's come to layman's terms. You're at home. You're at home. Your husband walks in. And when he walks in, he walks in and uh, for some reason, maybe he's just
1: forgetful and doesn't say hi to you, just using an example, or vice versa. And the thought that comes to your heart immediately is a thought that communicates to you, he does not value the person that I am. He doesn't value the person that I am. So those thoughts, they evoke in you a certain type of reaction whether you will decide to open your mouth and quarrel this person, whether you will decide to ignore this person and give them silent treatment. All manner of thoughts come and you desire to manifest them. Immediately, those thoughts come into your heart and you're contemplating what to do. God's word, when the mind is renewed, a scripture comes, a scripture comes, and that scripture comes and says, strive to be at peace with all men. And so you want to react. You want to do that which is wrong. But already that thought has been screened. And the screening has said, strive to be at peace with all men. Those thoughts are not thoughts that will cause you to be peaceful with your spouse. Stop it. So before you open your mouth to manifest that frustration that is going to destroy the peace between you and your spouse, the word of God has screened you. Why? Because your mind is renewed. The word of God has screened that thought so you can't give it expression. Or maybe your spouse has spoken to you or somebody has spoken to you and you just want to react with a very bad answer. The word of God checks you and says a soft answer turns away wrath. So you wanted to speak with anger, but all of a sudden that particular thought has been screened by God's word. And therefore you are about to manifest anger by your speech in the earth. You are about to take it from the invisible realm into the visible realm by manifesting it, by speaking it. And the word of God checks you and stops you. And the word of God says a soft answer, turns away wrath, pop, you stop. What you have done is you have screened that thought to see whether it is allowable, to see whether or not it will be accepted to find expression in the earth. And what you have done, is you have clearly stopped it from finding manifestation in the world. That is what the word of God is talking about here. That you may prove, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If it is in your home, that is how it happens. You are able to prove that which is good,
0: acceptable and perfect will of God. Do you understand that? That you find the word of God working actively in you.
1: Proving thoughts day by day. Proving thoughts, proving decisions. You have a determination to do something. You have a resolve to do something. But the word of God comes and begins to screen that resolve. And before you act on it, it is stopped. Therefore, it doesn't gain expression in the earth. So you have Dokimato, You have proven that thing not to be the good and acceptable will of God and perfect will of God. So sometimes you may be angry and you want to spoil for a fight, but the Holy Ghost reminds you of what the word of God said. The word of God checks you and tells you, no, that cannot find expression, that cannot find manifestation because it is not acceptable. It is not good and it is not excellent.
0: Oh, perfect. Therefore, no, it will not happen. And you stop. And you stop. You stop. You are about to do it, but you stop. Why? Because you
1: are now proving God's will. Because your mind has been renewed. But when your mind is not renewed, uh, 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 there is no screening. Praise the Lord. When your mind... And when I talk about the mind, I'm also referring to the heart because you remember by out of the extension of the word lab and cardia, the expression of that word, it talks about the the mind, part of the heart is the mind. Are we together? So when the heart is broken, when the heart is broken, when the heart is broken, when that screening machine is broken, even if Alice Mutuma is carrying contraband, she will pass through
0: security checks and enter with contraband. Is it true or false? When the equipment is broken, when the equipment is broken, the
1: equipment for screening, the equipment for screening when it's broken, will contraband get in? Yes. 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 Right. Absolutely, praise the Lord. It will get in. So what, what about a broken heart? Tell me how many things in a pita tu, zina kwa dunia, matusi, abuse. In, it, it just comes, Satan brings a thought, hakuna security check. It just comes in. It, it, it goes in, it goes in, in a pita tu.
0: Yes, yeah, true.
1: Yeah, because the heart is broken. The heart is broken. So it just goes straight from the spirit realm to the physical realm. There is no check, it takes seconds. You are offended by your husband, the thought comes and the thought that comes is, tell him useless man.
0: There is no security check. It just comes before you know it, useless man. Dangerous. Maybe
1: The word that comes is idiots, Eh? you idiots. It comes, no security
0: check, idiots. The mouth is just talking. You know, yesterday I was sharing a meme. I think I shared a meme also with uh, Pastor Dorothy. I was sharing with a
1: couple of guys. It's a Nigerian movie where I think somebody busted another man doing something illegal. And then the person told him, what is it that I can do to silence this, your mouth? What can I do? What can I give you to silence this, your mouth? Then the other person said, Uh, you will not be able to silence my mouth because this mouth, uh, I don't know what he said. Uh, I I wish I could share that with you.
0: I I think it's relevant. So let me just check for that clip. Uh, uh, Let me just check for it quickly. We can also learn through, uh, through these things, right? So, um, the person asked him, "What What is it that I can do to silence you, to make you like just uh, not really um, open your mouth about this matter?" And the person said, "My mouth,
1: uh, this mouth of mine, it's like it operates. A, let me just." Uh, Let me just share that uh, so that at least you can remember this one. Let me just share it.
0: Bear with me. But it's a good way for us to just uh, learn these things. All right? Uh, (laughs) My wife is saying, Lord, let me just share that. I think it was on, uh, yeah. Let me just share it. Let me play it. On the screen for, for for us. Okay, what can I do for you T- to shut up your mouth? Don't let anybody know about this.
1: Please, I beg. Uh, you. Please. This is a very costly request because you know my mouth is autonomous. I don't control it; it behaves its own way. Okay.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So the only thing you can do to shut my mouth is to remove this head from the shoulder. Have you guys heard that? Autonomous. <laughs>
0: yes. The head. Just <laughs> repeat.
1: I repeat. Yes, please. Okay. Let me just repeat.
0: Okay. Let me repeat again. Okay. What can I do for you to shut up your mouth? Don't let anybody know about this. Please.
1: I beg uh, you. This please. is a very costly request. Because you know, my mouth is autonomous. I don't control it. It behaves its own way. Uh So the only thing you can do to shut my mouth is to remove this head from the shoulder. You heard that, sir? (laughs) Yes, (laughs)
2: sir.
1: He's saying the mouth mouth is autonomous. autonomous. (laughs) It's autonomous. So. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is your mouth autonomous beloved autonomous of God autonomous <laughs> of his word <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> it controls itself so a thought comes there is no, no check and balance you just open your mouth, you speak there is no proving whether this thing is good, whether this thing is acceptable, whether this thing is the perfect will of God, it is from from head, mouth, express no check it comes just, you just feel like, ah, uh, ah, uh, let me call this person this. Ah, uh, your your mouth has already, it's working. No filters, no screening. Nothing is screened. It just goes, it's working by itself. <laughs> Praise God. It's autonomous. That's the word we'll remember. <laughs> eh? <laughs> autonomous mouth. Yeah. <Huh?
0: laughs>
1: <laughs> So what I'm asking is, as the Word of God is telling us, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The question is, when the heart is broken, when the, when the heart is broken, which is also the expression used for the mind, when it's broken, the, the, the system is not working. So you wonder, how can somebody speak such profanities? That's a sign of a broken heart. How can someone be that nasty? How can someone be that nasty? It is a reflection of a broken heart. Honey, when that, we start saying, when that person begins to speak, my goodness, there are no filters, there are no chills. Doesn't even think what they say, they just talk, they just talk, they just act. God is not pleased by such kind of a life, it is not pleasing before Him because it is manifesting things that are not godly in the world, it is manifesting things that are not in line with His will in the world. We are manifesting things that are not in line with God's will in the world. So if it is your home, you have manifested a lot of heartache and pain. You have manifested a lot of offense. You open your mouth and your children have been wounded. You open it and you just begin to speak without filters, without any chills, without nothing stops. You open, you go. And I mean, you call your children names, You abuse them. Why? Because there's no filter. If it is in the workplace, there's no filter. Why? Because you're not proving God's will. Because your mind is not renewed. Your mind has conformed to the patterns of this world. Your mind has fashioned itself out of the pattern of this world. Your mind and your character has
0: adopted the influence of this period and this age. It has conformed to this period and this age. And that's why we, it becomes hard for you to prove God's will. We can't prove God's will. Buenas, if you're ko Nairobi, your mouth has become an expressway. Expressway. Straight. Something comes to your heart you have uttered it. Then
1: later you start now regretting. You're like, oh my goodness. And some whose consciences have been seared, they don't even regret a thing they said. But if your heart is after God, you start regretting. I shouldn't have said that. I was itching. There are times we have offenses with my wife, and I start typing where I start typing and you can see, she can see on the other side, Peter is typing. Now for me, at least she has saved me as Kamba Love on her phone. She can see Camber Love is typing, but she doesn't see the message. She was waiting to see what is this guy going to say? You know, have you ever tried to chat with somebody? It shows that they are typing for two, two, three minutes and you wonder what is it there. you are waiting for them. What you're waiting for a message to come in. <laughs> so wait, someone is typing, you're waiting. Ah, it doesn't come. Why? Because it has been documented. I, I, I write, I delete. I write, I delete. I'm angry. I write, I delete. I delete. Because the word of God is checking. You ask me, are you sure? Yes, you. but there's a, there, there are times, there are times I have failed. There are times I have said, there are times I have failed, I have spoken, and the damage that it has done, I have regretted it. I have regretted it. Evelyn, uh, sorry, your microphone is on. I have regretted it. You know, the bad ones are the ones you texted because those, the records remain,
0: my goodness. You know, at least if you spoke it, there's a possibility that somebody might forget some details.
1: But God's word comes and checks you and like, no, 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 no. You will not say that. You will not say that. Oh, you feel like you're burning inside. lady. say amen. You, you are boiling inside. You are boiling. Ah, uh-uh, ah. There's a volcano. There's a volcano
0: inside of you. Lava is boiling up. You, you want to erupt. You want to erupt, but the spirit of God is telling you no. You are proving God's will.
1: You are proving God's will. And you're like, I will not allow this thing to manifest in the earth. I will not allow my anger to manifest in the earth.
0: And sometimes it cuts you deeply. It cuts you deeply. It cuts you deeply but that is the Lord's desire
1: that these things will not just manifest. We will not just be an express way. You just think about something. I think that's what happened to Peter. Peter just saw Jesus telling them that he's going to die. He was like, "Ah, uh you are not going to die. You are not going to die. Ah, uh-uh, you are not going to die. And Jesus told him, get thee behind me, Satan, for thou severest not the things of God but the things of men. My goodness, for Jesus to talk to Peter like that. Peter was just, it was coming. Satan was putting
0: those, Peter was just expressing straight. He was not thinking, ap, ap, speaking it. And the problem continued. When
1: Jesus told Peter, Satan Satan desires to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you that your faith may not fail you. It was that. Satan was working, working hard against Christ. crucifixion. That's why Peter, even when they they came to arrest Jesus, he still took a knife and cut someone's ear. If those soldiers had had panicked and fled, Jesus would not have been crucified that day. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So that is what God is after. That is what God is after. Our body is being offered every day as a living sacrifice. It's offered as a living sacrifice when your mind is renewed. When your mind is not conformed to this world. Because when your mind is renewed, you are able to prove whether something is the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. It is not good when parents abuse their children. It is not good when parents or, or, or when spouses abuse one another. It's not good when believers abuse one another. They open their mouths and curse at one another and abuse one another. It is not acceptable. And it is not perfect before God.
0: For those who have been looking for God's will, there you have it, his word. His word is his will. It is
1: not good when we have so much bitterness and we are defiled. God's grace cannot be operative in our lives. When we are brokenhearted, it's not God's will. Because when you're brokenhearted, the mechanism for which we are supposed to prove God's will, when it's broken... It means anything goes, anything goes. Have you seen those countries that are dysfunctional? We call them fallen, uh, fallen, what do we call them? We call them fallen states, which is a very interesting word because it's the same way you can describe man who has not crisis is in a fallen state. Fallen states or dysfunctional nations, they don't have certain checks and balances in place. Anything goes. Anything goes. I think Cherono can talk about this because I remember when Cherono was giving us an an explanation about some of the, um, some, some of the, what do you call them? Assignments that she's gone outside the country to certain nations. That it's so easy for a small offense to trigger somebody to shoot you on the road guns are all they are just about to come off at any given moment because the state of the nation is broken therefore it is dysfunctional that's why they cannot keep peace by themselves they need peacekeepers to be sent on a mission to help them keep peace beloved i want to ask you do you need peacekeepers to come and help you because you can't you can't keep peace so a delegation has to come and help you you can't keep peace
0: in your heart and in your life. There is trouble on every side. God's desire is for his will to be made
1: manifest. For his will to be made manifest. Philippians chapter 1 verse 9 to 10 says, and this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. When God's love fills your heart, and when the knowledge of God fills your heart, it helps you in all judgment. You discern. It helps you in your discernment. It helps you in your judgments. The judgments you make about your life, the decisions you make about your life. So when you do that, you are able to approve the things that are excellent. The same word approve is the same word dokimatsu.
0: That word approve there. Is the same word, Dokimazo. Philippians chapter one, from verse nine. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in
1: knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent. The question is,
0: have you been approving things that are excellent? Have you been approving the things that are excellent? The things that are a good report, the things that are praiseworthy. Has that been what you've been approving or you've been approving things that are wrong? So God's desire is for your heart to be healed because when your heart is healed,
1: When your heart is in the right state, you are able to prove that which is good, that which is acceptable, that which is perfect, that which is
0: excellent in line of the will of God. Beloved, the broken heart cannot prove the things that are
1: excellent. The broken heart cannot prove the things that are good, that are acceptable
0: that are perfect before God. That's why God is interested in healing the broken heart. That's
1: why the Bible is urging us to be renewed in our mind. That's why God is working in us, both to will and to act out his good pleasure. When we act out,
0: or when we manifest bitterness and anger and wrath, that is not the good pleasure of the Lord. The Bible
1: says Jesus Christ went about doing good and healing all them that were sick and oppressed of the devil.
0: The question is, are we able to do good if our hearts are broken? Or are we
1: going to hurt other people? Are we going to manifest things that are not in line with God's will and thereby offending so many, robbing people of their joy of salvation, when people are supposed to come and drink from the fountain of God that's in your life, when people are supposed to be refreshed by your life, they are repulsed by it. They are offended by it. They are destroyed by your life. You have become an object of pain other than an object of healing.
0: God is interested in our hearts. He wants to prove his good, acceptable, and perfect will through our hearts when we are renewed,
1: when we have the word of God working inside of us. So I can decide today, I'm not going to allow these words, these this thoughts to manifest in my home. I'm not going to allow these things to manifest in my household. My household is a sanctuary of God. It is where God dwells. My body is the temple of the living God. I'm not going to allow these things to be made manifest by my body. Immorality, sexual immorality will not be manifested by my body.
0: Abuse will not be manifest by my body. I will prove the good, acceptable and perfect will of God. God is working today in our hearts. For his desire is that we can walk in this freedom that
1: he has richly provided in Christ Jesus. He healeth the brokenhearted
0: and he bindeth up their wounds. Amen. Father, thank you for this beautiful morning.
1: Thank you for your word of life, your word of grace that is teaching us concerning your desire to heal the broken hearts and to bind up their
0: wounds. Jesus, I thank you that you're working in our hearts today, both to will and to act out your good pleasure.
1: You know the hearts of people who are here. You know the pain that they are going through. You know the wounds that they have carried for such a long time. And Lord, you are able to heal them that they may prove the things that are good, acceptable, perfect and excellent will of God. I commit them to your word of grace, which is able to build them up and to give them an inheritance among them that are sanctified, that you will stir their hearts to knowledge so they may approve the things that are excellent as they walk in your ways. Lord Jesus, we bless you and we thank you for this wonderful teaching. I pray that even as people continue reflecting on these It will build them up and cause them to walk in the way that is right. God, I give you glory and I give you
0: honor. For it is in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.